Shut up and sit down. Hey yo, my name is Rocky Balboa, you know, and today you're listening to a guy thing podcast. I don't really know what these guys talk about half the time. I'm not what you call punchy, but I got what you call a relaxed brain, you know. Anyway, here's your hosts, Joe Mignon and Brian Malone. How you doing? Wow, that's incredible. Dead on likeness there, Joe. Must have been all those years up in New York, because that's where Sly's from, right? Hey, yo, listen, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's not Joe, it's Rocky Balboa, you know. And uh, you want me to go over and fight the big fight? Yeah, I'll fight the big fight. I get my head kicked in. Come around here. You want to come to my house? It stinks. The whole place stinks. Oh, boy. It's going to be a long day. Oof. Listen, bro. I'm here and I'm not fucking around. So we have a very, very special guest today. Yeah. Um, and, you know, th- there's a term that gets thrown around a lot, and that term is hustling. And the man we have on today literally defines that term. And I wouldn't be surprised if you looked up the definition and found his picture next to it. Is it Jerry Flynn? <laughs> He's a paralegal, entrepreneur, family man, and just a big motherfucker. He is the man that wears many hats. My good friend, your good friend, Noel Seabright. What's up, Joe? Brian, how you guys doing, man? What's going on, man? Just loving life, man. <laughs> Taking a sip of Miller Lite right now. I love that intro. I'm about to take me a sip of some water, dog. <laughs> so, um, today, uh, proud to have our very first guest on the show. I know yes, the last three episodes we've been talking about rolling out our guests and we thought this would just be a real fitting uh, first guest to have. Noel's a great guy. Uh, before we get into it, I just want to thank our new subscribers. The numbers continue to grow. We are in the hundreds now of people that have followed us, liked our pages, tuned into the show, subscribed. So thank you for that. Now we have uh, companies that are lining up to actually sponsor our show, which is really exciting. Um, so we're going to be working on those details very soon. So. As you listen, uh, eventually you're going to start hearing some commercials and shout-outs on the show. Nice. So we're very excited about that. And, uh, yeah, our guest list is increasing. Uh, but most importantly, we're definitely excited about Noel on the show today. So uh, I guess, Brian, would, uh, give me your uh, – any anything exciting or funny happen to you this week? All right, so I got a couple things. A couple things. <laughs> You know, usually I like to say what my wife did this week. That's my thing. That's what I like to talk about. Well, this time it's my mother-in-law. So we're at my mother-in-law's house having dinner like we do every Sunday. And my wife and my mother-in-law are talking and I'm talking to my brother-in-law. And I start to transfer over to their conversation. And I know they're talking about working out. And all I hear from my mother-in-law is, oh, this will be good for when I do the anal. (coughs) Wow. Yeah, yeah. The horror on my face lasted 30 seconds. And then she looked at me and went, no, 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 that's not what I mean. Apparently, that's what she calls working out her ass, is the anal. The anal. I have uh, heard different types of workouts for anal, (laughs) but it's a lot of in and out. So that was... um, It was terrifying, horrifying. I'm still scarred, and it's been about six days. Mm. Um, I need an apology letter, uh, handwritten with a with a plate of brownies. Is really the only way I'm gonna be back to normal anytime soon. (laughs) So, what what about you, Joseph? Actually, um, last week was pretty cool. Last week we went to Batch Del Rey, which for the listeners out there don't know, uh, it's a really cool like bourbon bar and they have every kind of drink you could imagine indoor outdoor spot it's in the Delray marketplace if you haven't been it's a great place we went there in a day my wife and daughter were volunteering for the big dog rescue ranch you had an adoption event going on so there was a bunch of really nice dogs and puppies out there and 
they, if you brought your dog, they gave you a free drink, which was cool. So I definitely brought my dog. Uh, ended up winning like three raffles while I was there. Here's the funny part. I'm sitting there outside just bullshitting. And this guy comes up to me. He goes, because I had a Yankee hat on. He goes, Yankee fan? I said, yeah. He goes, I got to get going. Here you go. And he hands me like 30 raffle tickets. Oh, I wow. shit you not. I'm like, okay, cool. They start calling the raffle. I win. I go up. $25 gift card to batch. I sit back down. They call another raffle. I win. I get back up. Another $25 gift card to batch. Now I'm just standing there waiting because I got a lot more tickets. They raffle another one. I win again. I win a bottle of tequila. <laughs> then I won some other stuff, dog toys. My parents came. I gave them uh, the toy for the dog. She got some handkerchief that says Tito's Vodka on it. It was pretty cool. Anyway, it was a great event. Uh, Wife and daughter did a great job volunteering, helping out, and mm -hmm. I think some of these uh, pets are going to get adopted. So it was it was it was really nice. That's awesome. Um, it's good stuff, I know man. we didn't do a very good job in the beginning, but Mr. Noel Sevray, um, co-owner right. and operator of Three uh, D Power Wash, yes sir, and a good friend to me and Joe. Tell us a little about a little about yourself, my friend. Uh, business, professional, what do you guys want? Uh, we want it all. You want, want it all? all? I, want want it all. It, I want it all from the roots, my friend. <laughs> all right. Well, you don't want it all from the roots because we'll be here for the next two days. <laughs> but uh, originally from New York. <clears throat> oh, God. Yeah, originally my from man. New York. My man. <laughs> um, uh, me and my wife moved down here in uh, 2004. Uh, right after we got married, uh, literally two days after we got married, we moved. We moved on the Amtrak. Uh, order train heading south. Um, didn't have a job. You know, we had an apartment already lined up. But, uh, you know, luckily I found a job within a week. And then I started wow. working and um, started doing uh, paralegal work. You know, mm -hmm. that was my profession back in New York. So I was doing paralegal work down here. And I uh, always had in the back of my mind that I wanted to do, you know, the car wash thing eventually. So, um so that's, you know, I've been down here. I've been married for, gosh, 2004. So that will make it, what, 14 years? Well, coming up on 14 years, yeah. October 9th. Wow. That's and, my dad's uh, birthday, by the way. October oh, yeah? 9th. Yeah. yeah, 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 man. It was a great day, dude. Mm. Great day, great day. And, um, yeah, it'll be 14 years. We've been together for almost 20. I met her in 1999. So, you know, I'm... You know, we're pushing, you know, the two, the two zero next year. It'll be wow. 20 years, yeah, together. So, congratulations. Um, yeah, That's thank you, awesome, man. man. Thank you. Thank you. Long time. And um, professionally, well, personally, that was, that was personally, professionally, um, you know, I went to school for paralegal studies in New York. Uh, got my paralegal degree in 2000. And that's basically what I've been doing, you know, my bread and butter mm -hmm. for, you know, the better part of 20 years. Wonderful. Yeah. So 3D Power Wash, what made you want to get into... The 3D wash? Power Wash, how it came about was I'm co-owner co with uh, Devon Dully. Um, hey, get the tables. Get the table, Devon, <laughs> from uh, WWE. What's up? <laughs> um, his uh, government name is Devon Hughes. But um, I've been friends with Devon since, I want to say, 1990. Wow, it's a long friendship. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen ninety, we uh, met in high school, and um, uh, we've just remained friends ever since, all throughout the years, all throughout his career, and you know, and, you know, basically in professional wrestling. Um, in two thousand and seven, I want to believe this all came to a conversation on, you know, your career's coming, you know, you're dwindling down. You know, I think we should uh, basically do a car wash thing together you know i think it would be very successful and um it didn't come to i guess ahead for you know for lack of a better word until uh 2015 when he went back into wwe so this is when i actually launched you know instagram i launched facebook and i actually started a marketing campaign to get everything you know, to let people know, because people that I work with at prior jobs knew that I watched cars on the side, but now I'm starting to market it to like mm -hmm. a bigger audience. So, um, and that's, that's amazing. I, yeah. I I've seen the posts online, mm -hmm. Instagram, by the way. Yes, sir. And you guys are blowing up. Yeah. I mean, I, I literally am seeing posts at alarming frequency <laughs> right now. I mean, it seems like a lot of people now in South Florida know about 3D Power Wash. 
And I think it's great. I've seen the work you've done. It's, yeah, the, the quality I mean, is up there. Man. It's unbelievable. It's ridiculous. I mean, the products that you guys use and, and the work that's put into it, yeah. it's it's second to none, man. I mean, and, and you guys do door-to-door, too. Uh, we come to your home. Um, we don't have a stand a stand-in location. So people who want their car washed but, you know, they don't want me to come to them, they can come to me. You know, mm-hmm. so I usually do it at my house. Um, or, you know, if they have, you know, a residence, I'll go to their residence and do it at their residence. Um, but yeah, like the whole, the, you know, the car wash thing is very, it's, it's, you know, I take it very seriously because you have people who will, you know, wash a car and then, you know, they won't take the time out to, you know, you know, like for instance, I had this one guy who wanted a car wash and a wax. So I said, all right, I'll wash the car and I'll wax it, you know, no problem. So I washed it. And I waxed it, just like you said. He gave me the sixty dollars, and and that was it. So, um, you know, a couple a couple of weeks later, he comes back and he's like, "Yeah, man, you know, I've been looking at your Instagram, and I want what you do with these other cars because my car didn't look like the way that these other cars look when you did it the last time." So I said, "Yes, this is the process of like." And I always tell my wife, "I'm like, listen, like when you come out of the shower, do you just throw on your clothes, right?" What do you do when you, when you come out the shower? You lotion up, you put on underwear, like you put on all of the, 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 the layers before you actually put on your clothes to step out your house. Well, it's the same thing with a, a car wash and you want your car waxed. Like I wash the car and then you have to prepare the paint to let the wax stick. So that's mm-hmm. what I did to him the next time he came out and I got a lot more money from him and he actually gave me a tip on top of that. That's wonderful, man. Yeah. That really is. Uh, and you know, in this in the society we live in today, everything is Fast pace. Yes. I need it done now. Convenience, right? I think people are paying more for convenience than service at this point. Right. Service is always top notch, yeah. but um, if you're delivering high service with the convenience factor, it's a win-win situation. So I right. think by the fact that going to these homes, appointment only, uh, I, I think it's exactly what people are looking for. I I agree, and you know, again. And, and, and I've been doing this for so long, you know, it's been a dream of mine since I was a kid. So now I look at cars and I'm like, eh, you know, that car can use a good wax, <laughs> you know? Or I'm looking at it, I'm like, hey, let me wax that ass for you. <laughs> or, you know, like the guy who did it prior, if, 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 if I'm doing a job and, you know, the guy who did it prior is like, ah, you know, you missed a spot here or there's wax built up over there and... You know, like, I just look for different, like, I'm meticulous when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, that's why the post on 3D Power Wash, um, on Instagram, every car that I that I post, that I do, I put my 110%, you know, effort into it. You know what I mean? And it shows. I want the people to come back and, you know, I want to, you know, put out a good product. Absolutely. You know? And um, <clears throat> you also have another venture, too. The food trucks, right? Yes, sir. Which I thought was awesome. Yeah, man. <laughs> really cool stuff. Yeah. Tell well, me a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, let me tell you how God works. So, uh, to make another very long story short, I got into the food truck via a friend. Well, an associate. You know, we were coworkers. So, um, they asked me to do a raffle believe you know to raffle off like a car wash mm-hmm. at uh because they, they deal with like rescue dogs and they asked me to, you know would you throw in a raffle so you know somebody wins your services you know you give them like a free car wash or wax whatever so i said sure so the raffle happened and uh the people who put me into the raffle texted me the next day and told me that hey you know this guy won your raffle and you know he'll be expecting a call a phone call from you either between today and tomorrow so i said no problem so i called the guy um, he's like, hey, man, you know, I want your raffle. I'm very excited. You know, I have a fun detail for you. I have a 67 or 68 Corvette, not your shorty here. So I'm like, great. I never waxed an antique, you know, car like that before. So that was on the Thursday. So that Saturday, I went into his house, you know, did his car. And when I was done with his car, he, um, I gave him a business card. And then he saw that, you know, I'm in partnership with Devon. And it just took off from there. So he started asking questions and, you know, um, you know, yeah, you know, I'm starting a food truck and you know, I'm the owner of uh, Pigside Barbecue in Boynton Beach. And um, it just started from there. So the food truck, I think after two months for me washing this car, the food truck came maybe about two and a half months later from that. Wow. And um, yeah, so we get a percentage of whatever the truck makes on that day, mm-hmm. uh, Devon and myself. So 
Yeah, so, you know, to me, it's something that I've never done. So, you know, it's fun for me, you know, to meet different people in different walks of life. And we're going to all of these, you know, different locations yeah. that allow the food truck to serve food. And, um, yeah, you know, so that's another way of, you know, venturing out to make money. So I can, get, I can get awesome barbecue and get my car washed. Well, at the same location, we're working on that. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? I mean, that would be that See, be I'm here awesome. thinking. I'm thinking I'm over here thinking 2020 right now. Yeah, absolutely. I always, right. always think ahead. No. That is that is the goal eventually, you know? So, um, but yeah, but that's that's going very well. And, you know, I'm just trying to keep busy, man. Keep busy for the uh, family, man. Absolutely. That's absolutely. awesome. No, I'm I wouldn't mind. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's okay. No, I'm from New York. I cut everybody off. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help that. Go ahead. I was just going to ask Mr. Noel if he was a football guy. I am, and I follow my New York Giants. Oh, so you're not really a football guy then? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm That's a, a well, proud representative you know of the New York Giants. Right <laughs> you know what? You're absolutely right. If you ask me to name a player on, let's just say the Vikings, I probably couldn't do it. You hey, hey, I mean? excuse yeah. me. Excuse me. <laughs> not like it matters anyway. It's the Vikings. <laughs> excuse me. Stephon like, Diggs, Kirk Cousins were taking over the world this year. All right. Okay, okay. But, Mr. Uh, Mr. Nine Finger Jason Pierre Paul. Yeah, I know. I yes. know. You know, I met him too. I took a picture with him. Well, he's from here. Yeah, he's from there. Yeah, yeah, Beach from Boy. Here. Um, yeah. I would say a buddy of mine, but he's actually a piece of garbage. He used to be a buddy of mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Will. I'll say your name. That's right. Will. Wow. Uh, they, they grew up together. Yeah, fuck you, Will. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you, Will, so I'm not saying anything. Yeah. See, no else a nice guy. But yeah, Jason Pierre Paul's from down here. They were friends and. Uh, I don't know what kind of millionaire decides I want to blow up fireworks and lose my finger even though I'm a linebacker and my fingers are important to me. You're dumb. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, I'm not sorry. You're dumb. <laughs> it was a stupid move, but listen, he's still playing, you know? Accidents happen, but you know what? <clears throat> Check out this guy. Did he give up? Nope. Nope. Guy just friggin' said, nah, you know what? I'll get a special cast put on my hand. I'm going to play ball. So, yeah, and I'm going to still run people over. Yeah, you know? and he does. So, yeah. And he adjusted. And that's a big adjustment. When you're doing something for so long, using mm -hmm. your hands, and now you're at a professional level and you have to change that up and readjust, mm -hmm. I give the guy all the credit in the world. He deserves every penny he gets, man. Oh, I, I'm not taking away. And his, you're not just saying that because yeah. you're a Giants fan. Not just saying that because I'm a Giants fan. <laughs> Although, <laughs> <laughs> guy's great, man. Come on. But no, I'm not taking away, you know, uh, everything he had to do to get back. It was just really dumb to get to that point. But we all, we're all dumb. We all make dumb mistakes. I mean, I still have all my fingers, but I've done dumb things. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> that was a low bro, Brian. Well, let's talk Super Bowl low picks. Bro. Oh, yeah, the season hasn't even started yet, man. You want to talk about that already? Yeah, we want to make a prediction, Super Bowl prediction, before well, the season begins. Well, I mean, personally, I'd never go against anybody who's not my team, so... You know, we went pretty far last year with okay quarterbacks. We got Kirk Cousins now. Mm. I'm taking us. I'm taking Minnesota Vikings. Oh, wow. Very Mark wishful it down thinking. right now. Very wishful thinking. September 1st. <laughs> Brian <Yeah>. said it. <laughs> um, you want to go? Um, yeah, I. you know, here's the thing. I, you never count out the New England Patriots. That's one thing I've learned for the longest time. Are they my pick this year? No. But they are definitely going to be in the mix. Belichick and Brady, best quarterback-coach combo in the NFL history, hands down, bar none. Especially when you're deflating footballs, especially when you're stealing plays. That's <laughs> going to be tough to beat with that advantage. So, um, yeah, they're going, to, they're, they're going to be up there as they always are. But my pick this year, Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. Big Ben. Big Ben. Ben is is great. He's getting older, but you know he's still got that experience. He's a winner. You know he's been to the show before. He knows what he's doing. But you got to look at their running back Bell, probably the best in the entire league. And right? Antonio Brown. And Antonio Brown, bro. He's got to be the top wide receiver in the game, bro. He's got last year 101 receptions, over 1,500 receiving yards, nine touchdowns. I mean, guy's a beast, bro. He's so a monster. You got a running game. You got a a QB game, you got a receiving game, and their defense is pretty good. They're gonna go a long distance this year. So I'm I'm gonna, you know, football you never know, but if we're for the sake of picking someone this early on, I'm going with the Steelers, hands down. Well I always say that you are one injury away from, you know, this you know, when when the season starts and you know, you could uh you know like the the Pittsburgh, you're picking Pittsburgh to win and, you know, like Bell like, when's the last time he's had a complete, and I'm talking out of, you know, because I don't know, so I'm asking, 
you know, when's the last time he's had a complete season? You know what I'm saying? It's been a while. He gets hurt. Yeah, he gets hurt because I know I had him in fantasy a couple of years ago and he was doing well. And then I think like in week 10 or 11, he gets hurt and they were, they were in my season. You know what I'm saying? Because he couldn't, he couldn't play. Well, yeah, Bell had, um, in 2016, he had, uh, actually he rushed for over 1,200 yards. Okay. Seven touchdowns, 75 receiving yards. So I think he, he totaled nine touchdowns this year, so, that year. So, um, Still, when the guy touches the ball, he runs. He mm-hmm. averages over four yards a touch. Man. He's, he's so. what you call a downhill runner. <clears throat> like He just looks like he's picking up speed, moving the whole time. But let me ask you, New York Giants, a question. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Odell Beckham getting $95 million contract? I think he deserves every penny. Oh, yeah, man. Hell yeah. He deserves every penny. I mean... Should, should that money have gone um, to um, Antonio Brown? Probably. Definitely. You know, definitely. Okay, well, probably. <laughs> probably. Probably. But, you know, Odell was hurt last year. You know, he didn't get a chance to to show out. And in the, what, four or five years that he's been in the league, I mean, you name one wide receiver that had been better than Odell Beckham. Uh, you know, it, it's funny because he came from, like, obscurity. It was exactly. one catch that made him who he is. That's fine. Now, it's not that he's not good. Right. It was just crazy that one thing happened and it blew him. Like, all of a sudden, after that one catch, he became a superstar. It was weird. Like, you know, I really like him. I forget where he is now. Uh, he was in Miami Dolphin. But Jarvis Landry and him <coughs> grew up together. And they, you know, awesome football player. Right. Probably the same amount of skills. But because he didn't have that same one catch... You know, he's not mm-hmm. this blasted superstar. Good for Odell Beckham. Hey, congratulations on your $95 million. You know, I hope you can show out and you you can prove that you deserve it. 25 years old, Louisiana boy. I mean, you know, 2016, the guy rushed for over 1,300 yards. I mean, uh, caught, caught 1,300 yards. So, look, man, he's quick. He's got good hands. And he's open a lot. I mean, to have over 100 receptions in a season... You're getting open a lot. You're moving, so he deserves it, man. He he's uh, he's a gamer, and you see, and you see his practice videos on, on like YouTube, man. He's like a freak of nature, man. Like the way he moves and he cuts and he's he's catching and he's all these acrobatic catches that he makes. It's it's it, to me it's unbelievable. Like I've never seen anything in the NFL like him. And I'm talking with you know the you know, Michael Irvin and mm-hmm. and Jerry Rice. Like you know, I'm taking you back to the '80s and '90s. Like I've never seen nothing like Odell Beckham. You know, you think maybe Randy Moss was up there? Randy Moss, Randy Moss, he could definitely run. He's but you know what? A lot of his a lot of his stuff was because he's he's a he's a tall receiver. Yeah, he was and he could run. He's real big, right? You know, so he out jump everybody and, and catch the ball. Yeah, he's from down here too. I believe he graduated from Ely. Randy Moss? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I could have sworn he was from West Virginia. He actually uh, has a house. I don't know if he still does, but back in the day, I remember he owned a home in uh, the Polo Club in Boca. Mm, So, yeah, he's uh, maybe still down here. I don't know. But this is the land of where all the athletes come in the offseason, man. Yeah. I see a lot of them. I ran into um, Paul O'Neill once. Play for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. So broadcaster now for the Yes Network. Mm-hmm. Wow, dude, I was like, and actually, it's a funny story. Real quick, I'm gonna tell the story. So, <clears throat> my my buddy Jan is Russian. He's from Russia, lives down here now. Uh, and I'm talking when we were about 21 years old, so we're going back about 14 years ago. He hits me up. He's like, hey, listen, uh, in his Russian accent, he goes. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to go to the town center mall and uh, <laughs> would like for you to join me. I have to go pick up a work of art. So it was always funny hanging out with him. And I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. So he goes, I'm going to pick you up 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. All right. When the mall opens up, we got to get there quick. All right, no problem. Saturday morning comes. I think it was more like 10 a.m. Picks me up. We head over to the mall. Mm-hmm. He takes me, a work of art. He takes me in Field of Dreams. <laughs> He's getting a fucking Scarface picture with the fake gun and the and the cigar and the bullets <laughs> like this is not a work of art it's fucking al pacino dude <laughs> oh no i got the belt the felt on it and it's all framed there anyway he's waiting you know he's getting all taken care of i'm looking around the store mm-hmm. about an hour goes by it's time to go that particular day i'm wearing a yankee hat and a yankee shirt just because i love the yankees i'm wearing my shit i walk outside as we're walking out the exit there was a restaurant that used to be a town center mall called Stir Crazy. Coincidentally, I used to work there. So on the bench sitting down, 
I see this guy, and I'm like, oh, he looks familiar. And I'm walking, and then I stop, I look. He looks familiar. I turn around again, I look. I go, oh shit, that's Paul O'Neill. I freaking, I couldn't even, I couldn't Contain even. yourself. Oh, Paulie Baseball! I go up to it. He knew right away. He's like, all right, fan. <laughs> what a gentleman. He was such a cool dude. I'm shooting the shit with them, telling them, you know, big fan, everything. He was just waiting to go into stir crazy for lunch mm-hmm. he was with his kid and and the son's friend. We took a picture together. It was mm-hmm. just a cool moment. Just a real down there with guy. As I'm having the conversation with them, my buddy Jan, who's kind of waiting in the distance, is holding his, his work of art. Mm-hmm. He looks at me. He goes, Joe, uh, who is this guy? You friend from New York? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I cracked up. I said, Paul, I'm sorry. My, you got to forgive my friend. He doesn't know baseball. Right. Um, this is Paul O'Neill. He was one of the best Yankees ever played on a freaking team. It was so funny, dude. <laughs> That's my Paul O'Neill story. I like it. Yeah, um, yeah I've never run into anyone. I met, I met a couple Minnesota Vikings back in the day. Leroy Hoard um, was a running back 2003, something like that. And Noel, I have to say, you were right. Randy Moss is from West Virginia. I was wrong and I should never be. Like my screen name <laughs> my screen name in, in two thousand three for five or six years was Moss Man. So I should know better. Yeah, you should know. Be so no I'm, very, I'm very ashamed. I'm very oh, yeah. ashamed. I'm sorry. I apologize. You should be. Another guy I used to run into a lot in Boca was Chris Carr. Cause he lives around the corner from I used to go to Einstein Bagel like every single morning when I used to work for a company up in Doray. And uh, Yamato and Congress, like the, the, the uh, McDonald's there, Elite Fitness there. And, you know, I never really followed Chris Carr in the NFL. But, you know, long story short, I go into this Einstein and like every morning I'm seeing this guy in there that looks like he's, you know, famous. He's crazy tall and he's the most polite, you know, the most polite guy in the world. So I'm looking, I'm like, why? How come I can't? His, I could place his face. I just can't place his name. And then it came to me one morning, Chris Carter. So I woke up to him like, hey, you know, you used to play for the Vikings. He's like, hey, you know, nice to meet you, whatever. But, you know, he used to have his paper out, you know, get a table with his bagel and his coffee. So I didn't want to be that, you know, even though I'm not a fan of his, but I don't want to be that, you know, that groupie type of, hey, you know, yeah. can I get your autograph and whatever. So, uh, but yeah, man, I did a lot of a lot of athletes, like you mentioned earlier, um, live in South Florida. Yeah, you know? I've met Daryl Strawberry twice yeah. down here. Um, Jim Lairitz mm-hmm. actually I played uh, if people who don't know who Jim Lairitz is he played for the Yankees, for the Yankees yeah. and we were actually on the same softball team we played in a world tournament no uh, way. ESPN Wild World Sports and Disney number 13 and, right yeah number 13 mm-hmm. he won number 13 on the team it was pretty cool mm-hmm. so yeah um, there's a few others I met down here pretty cool everybody was always friendly when I met them yeah for the most yeah. part yeah. so I hate to bring the um Bring the mood down, but I, we have to talk about that tragedy from Jacksonville. Um, yeah, it was at a Madden tournament, uh, video game tournament. I can't remember if it was PS4 or Xbox. Yeah, I can't but remember. That, uh, the young man who was in the tournament, mm-hmm. um, I, I, you know, I could probably look up his name, but I refuse to say it because he doesn't deserve it. Um, lost, couldn't take. Losing, and then if you ever played Madden online or even with your friends, mm-hmm. it's like it's automatic and part of the game that you have to talk trash. Right. 100%. You have to. 100%. And um, he couldn't take the trash talk and pulled the weapon. I don't know if he went in came back, but he got a weapon and um, he started shooting. Um, and uh, I'm not sure how many people were affected. I know it was a lot, and but it's just terrible. And <laughs> the fact that that is... How we dis- how society these days is deciding to, you know, get back at people. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. It's terrible. There was two people dead, by the way. Ten injured from the gunshots, and one person with a non-gunshot injury. So, it's sad. Uh, you know, I've played Madden for probably north of twenty years. Uh, big Madden fan. Mm-hmm. Played with my friends. We've had tournaments. We gambled. We used to have three TVs going at once in the same room. Uh, college kids, five bucks a game, winner take all. I mean, double elimination. Oh, yeah, I used to get heated in there. We'd be yelling at each other, cursing each other out. You keep playing the same play, you fuck. You know, just, <laughs> yep. you know what I mean? So, And then there was always that Madden momentum is where once you get a head start, it's over, man. That's Can't it. You ain't coming back. So 
Uh, look, we yes, it's a frustrating game, but to actually have that thought in your mind to go start shooting people, absolutely fucking crazy. I think, look, man, this is my opinion. Shit like this, automatic death penalty. I don't give a fuck where you're from, what the rights are, what the laws are. It's time to change. Well, he, can't, he killed himself. <clears throat> I, I know he killed himself, but I'm saying there are people who haven't. Like the guy with the, the shooting at uh, Parkland. Parkland, yeah. He shouldn't even be... That broken. guy should have had a bullet in his head when they found him. You yeah. know, that's it. Like, it's just getting out of hand. It's just getting out of hand. I'm because, sick of hearing about it. Because now we got to pay for all of his, you know, as taxpayers, we got to pay for all of his court shit. You know what I'm saying? Of course. And, um, man, like, he doesn't deserve to be, you know, in, you know, behind bars. You know, he's still getting three meals a day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I don't know if he's, like, you know, 23-hour lockdown and, you know, he only gets, like, an hour wreck. You know, mm-hmm. but still, like, he's 19, yeah. or 20 or 19 years, years old, whatever he is. And, you know, the fact that, you know, he kills so many people... But you still get to be, you, you know, alive. Mm-hmm. You know, even though you're in jail or whatever, and you, you know, your life, your life is gonna suck from now until the day you die. But you know, just like I'm with you, like mm-hmm. you know, I remember I had an essay in college where, you know, on the death penalty, and I like, and I think that an eye for an eye because that was the name of my essay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, what you kill me, you know, why should you live? But you know, no, the, the, you don't have especially if I'm innocent or you know whatever. Like if you kill me by accident or if we're in a fight and you pull out the gun and I don't have a gun, I didn't pull out a gun on you. You know, we're doing fisticuffs and you know you pull out a gun and you shoot me and I and I and I die. Like why should you live? Right. There's you know we have a lot of laws that have been around forever. Right. Uh, am I an expert on law? No, but I'm just going to simplify things with common sense. We have laws that have been around for a very long time. And unfortunately, society is much different than when these laws were originally created. So we have to adjust and things need to change. Uh, I think examples start to to need to be made with people like this uh, because, look, it doesn't end. We, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, the Parkland shooting, you know, we don't want this to, to, to ever happen again. And we will fight and do whatever we can. And we don't want people to just say, sorry for your loss. It's too close to home and then move on with your life. This is some serious stuff, and they're absolutely right. Things like this, there needs to be a change. And if somebody goes out and shoots up a school, and they and you get another idiot that's home thinking about doing the same thing, and he sees the news of wow, got locked up, going to jail. All right, not bad. Maybe maybe they'll think twice if they see a guy get a bullet in the back of his head for doing something like that. You know, uh, a lot of these guys are suicidal anyway, and they want to take out some innocent people along the way, mm-hmm. but. You know, it, it's it's a tough one, man. It's it's just a tough situation all around. I mean, I I you know like like you mentioned earlier with Madden. I remember playing Madden, you know, in back in the days in nineties and two thousands, and yeah, we used to get heated. And you know, I'm sure all of my pals who are going to listen to this podcast are like, you know what, Noel, you're being very modest because you used to get crazy, and I used to get batshit crazy, dude. Like banging on walls and hitting walls, oh, yeah. and when I lose, I'm leaving the house and not talking to anybody for two weeks. But, you know, for me to pick up a gun and be like, you know what, I lost, somebody suck his shit, so I'm going to kill you? Like, you, you, you can't play video games in peace you, anymore. You, you know are, what I'm saying? You are a crazy person for even having that thought. We used wow. to have drafts, dude. We got my buddy Nelson. we go over his house. There'll be 12 of us. And we'd actually do a draft in the video game. <laughs> yes. And that would be our team for the season. Yeah. And we would play once a week. We'd all get together mm-hmm. with our drafted team. Mm-hmm. And by the way, my number one pick was Ricky Williams back in the day, <laughs> man, because that was my boy. San Fran or Dolphins? Dolphins. Dolphins. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome, bro. Yeah. You know, good memories of Madden. Hate that this stuff happened, but yeah. overall, Madden's like awesome fucking game. <laughs> Loved it since day one. I mean, the, the problem with all this is, is it's like there's a, a lack of empathy these days. And it has to do with a lot less interpersonal relationships. And that has a lot to do with, I hate to say it, but social media. I mean, the kids, if you go out to a mall, look at four kids sitting together, 90% chance they're not talking to each other. They're on their phone. I'm guilty of it too. You know, I scroll through my phone while watching TV and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I still have actual conversations. I mean, shit, that's why I started, we, we started this podcast, is to have conversations and, and to, to be heard. You know, if we didn't want to, we could have just typed it up and put it on Twitter like every other asshole out there. Um, but, you know, it, it's the keyboard warrior set, uh, st- you know, sensation. Like, I can say whatever I want on here because you can't find me you can't come get me so I'm going to type some evil evil hurtful shit on here mm-hmm. and just have no empathy whatsoever like I, I mean 
I have to do a better job at home, you know, because sometimes I let the kids on their phone too much or on the tablet too much to get them outside more. But we do, you know, make them put it down, make them go. You know, my son's been doing Legos recently, which I don't have any patience for, but he loves them. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to take that stuff away because if it keeps going the way it is, you're just going to have more and more of this shit. Now, is that the only reason the shootings happen? God, no. You know, it's because people are fucking nuts. You know, crazy is the only way you can explain why somebody would put a bullet in somebody else uh, in an instance like this. But social media is not helping. And, you know, it just enables cyberbullying, which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, you can say whatever you want from, you know, you know, we used to get bullied in school. You know, I used to get bullied in middle school and stuff because I was fat and I had glasses. Um, <laughs> but it stopped when I, don't I mean got to laugh home. at people that are fat with glasses, but that hey, was listen, funny. I'm that said it. It, is, it is what it is. That, that was me too, minus the glasses. But go ahead. You know, but once I left school, I was home and I was safe. You know, you're not even safe at home anymore because they can text you, they can hit you on Facebook or on Musically or Snapchat Dude. or Twitter, and they can destroy you from there. You're never safe. I have a creeper right now, as we speak, a creeper. I got a text <laughs> message. Two nights ago at 2.07 a.m., I didn't see it until I woke up the next morning saying, hey, your car's not outside. So I responded and said, you have the wrong number because my car was outside and I don't know who this number, what this phone number was, where it came from. Last night at 1 a.m., I saw it this morning, it said, hey, and that was that. (laughs) So I deleted the text because I don't know who this is and I don't want to get involved. And then another text came and said, Hey, why don't you just block my number? Like the person, whoever it is, is trying to provoke me to either call them or, you know, who the fuck are you kind of thing. So I did block it. I took their advice and blocked the number. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen tonight. You should you should give the number out on the podcast show. You know what? I will. Thank you, uh, what, sir. I mean, when, listen, we're not telling you guys to do anything. We're just going to put the number out there. So if it bothers you, you'll know what's going on. You know what? I'm, I'm going to... Uh, I did delete the text, so... I, oh, actually, I can look through blocked numbers, can't I? I have no idea. We'll have to... We'll, we'll, we'll do <laughs> some tuned. research We'll, we'll on post it on our Facebook. Yeah, we'll, we'll do some research on it, but I think that's great. That's a good idea. But Noel, well, as a, as a uh, father of a couple young boys, um, I don't know if you've dealt with this yet. They're so pretty young. Um, what's your take? Well, my boys, they don't even see their tablets during the week. At all, and you know, if they're not doing what they need to do during the week in school, they don't see it until the next week. You know, next week we'll um, evaluate again, see if you've improved, and you know, and that's when we'll give it back to you. But they tend to get it every weekend, and um, yeah. But my yeah, my my two are young; they're ten and seven, and they haven't experienced it. Like you know, my son, my oldest one, is asking now about Facebook. Um, and you know, when can you get an account? And um, never, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because he sees me on my Facebook on my phone, you know, sometimes, and um, you know, he's he's not he's starting to get very you know nosy, you know, yeah, so yeah, he sees sure. they're intuitive, know, yeah. yeah, exactly. So you know, he sees who the people you know that might like a picture, or he sees the picture, and oh, daddy, who's that, right. and you know, so but yeah, to answer your question, there. The oldest one is starting to like kind of like dip his toes into the water with it. My youngest one can care less. Right. I He's mean, not there yet. We not just there. have to be careful. I mean, uh, Joe and I have our daughters are, I think, Gianna's 11 now, right? Uh, she will be in two weeks from today. All right. And my daughter Lorelai is 11. Um, so they're, I mean, but girls get into stuff like that way earlier. Way earlier. Right, so you got on the Snapchat and all that stuff. Right. Yeah, um, of course. And yeah, I taught my daughter social. at a very young age. And I say it in a very, uh, uh, you know, I'm quite, I'm, I'm quite outspoken, um, bearish, if, if you might even say. <laughs> what do you say? Bearish. 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 Um, and I told my daughter at a very young age, I think she was seven or eight, So baby, we don't care what other people think. Now, she decided to go to school and tell her friends, well, I don't care what you think. But, you know, and, and she's, she's kept it with her, though. You know, uh, people talk trash. You know, she is she the most popular kid? No, but she's up there. She hangs out with the popular kids, but all different types. So some people will say something to her and she just brushes it off. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's our job as a parent is to do what we can to teach them to brush it off. Uh, it sucks mm-hmm. that they have to brush it off. But, you know, as long as we do our jobs, hopefully, 
the, the bullying won't affect our kids. Right. You know? you know, we're in a very different place than we were 50 years ago, even 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, look, whatever you believe in, if you believe in God or you don't believe in God, we don't know the facts of how we came about, right? But what I can tell you is this. As we've evolved as human beings, there never has been this type of technology before. So technology is actually rewiring our brains. And that's that's an issue because social media, A, it's definitely, without a doubt, poisoning people's minds. It's not a good place for children because there's a lot of crap on there. I mean, look, as an adult, you never know what you're going to see on there as you're scrolling because I don't know what you're going to post. I don't know what Brian's going to post. I don't know who's going to post what. So I may see something funny. And if I scroll down an inch, I may see something really nasty I don't want to right. see. And right. it's definitely not a place for kids. No matter how much they bitch and moan that they want to go on, it's not. It negatively affects attention, emotion, and decision making. This is proven. Okay, There's uh, you know a thing called dopamine in your brain. And dopamine basically is the... Uh, the excitement factor. Okay, so you know you have sex. That's ex- the dopamine goes off in your brain. It's exciting. You 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 know you do something daredevilish like jumping out of an airplane. The dopamine levels go up. Mm-hmm. Your body continues to crave these dopamine levels. And if you're uh, an addict, let's say, and you're in, and you're a bad drug addict, uh, your dopamine levels increase. And after you're done being high from the drug. Dopamine levels drop all the way down and your brain craves that same feeling again. And that's an addictive factor that people have that are addicted to alcohol or drugs. So because social media provides immediate rewards with very little effort, like getting a quick laugh, telling somebody off, cyberbullying, your brain begins to rewire itself and it makes you basically crave this neurological excitement and after each interaction. So whether you see something funny and you want to see more, you have that instantaneous uh, reward system where I could see anything funny right now. I could see anything sad right now. I could see something that people have been shooting people. I want to see that right now. Everything's right. right now. So our thought process 20 or 30 years ago was different because we didn't have uh, information at our fingertips the way we do now. So our minds weren't going there because there was no platform allowing our minds to go there. Now it's different. Now we can go anywhere we want. And that's a scary thing. Well, and I mean, the gratification of getting likes, you know, that's another thing that, you know, remaps your brain. You know, you start posting things, you know, when, when you first get Instagram and Facebook, that was fun. I get to show everybody what I'm doing. But you've, uh, and you know, we're all kind of guilty of it. I mean, at least I know I am. You go from, I'm going to post this because I want everyone to see what I'm doing, to I'm going to post it because I want everyone to like what I'm doing. You know, and if, if, if nobody likes it, you know, I don't freak out. But mm-hmm. something does go in my head, like, why, why don't I got two lights on here? And why is one of them my mom? <laughs> it's always my mom. Thanks, mom. Love you. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, but as the kids are growing up that way. So they get that instant gratification. Oh, look at all my friends. And now I'm better than you because my picture got 10 likes and yours only got five. Correct. You're a piece of garbage because of that. And I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. It really is. I mean, Noel, I know you're getting big on Instagram with the 3D Power Wash. Do you ever get any negative comments or anything? Uh, no negative comments. Uh, a lot of positive. And That's good. Yeah, and I think it's, I think it's because, I think it's because... You know the the work that I put into these cars. I mean, you know, I'm I'm just gonna be honest. Like, you know, I I try to avoid all negativity mm-hmm. at all costs. Absolutely. So, and especially with the social media beast that's out here. You know what I mean? Like, you know, back in the day, if you know, let's let's just say you had a, you know, say you had a predator. You know what I mean? Like back in your neighborhood back in the day before internet. You know, you tell one soccer mom. And you know she'll go to the school, and she'll tell all all the all the other soccer moms, hey, you know this guy lives or this girl lives here, 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 here. Stay away from that block. Now you have the social media where you know if you do a bad job on a car, you know they could just go out and blast you. So instead of you telling five people, this goes mm-hmm. out to thousands of people right. within hours. You I mean, know what I'm saying? You can destroy a whole company with one destroy, bad review. Exactly. So I try <laughs> to just. You know, put my ass into these cars, and um, you know, based on what the customer wants, man, just try to mm-hmm. knock it out, make them come back for repeat business, and have them refer me 
to other people for business. And, and you know, I, it's interesting you say that, mm-hmm. but for me, because knowing what you just said, having that in my mind saying, you know what, somebody's got a business, you get one idiot out there to be pissed off and they blast you everywhere, right? Right. Well, I learned one thing. I don't care what anybody else has to say because I haven't experienced it myself. So I'm going to be my own judge, especially like going to movies and stuff or restaurants. Like, listen, I don't care if 50 people said the place sucks. I want to go there. I want to try it out. And I'll be the judge if it sucks or not because I might like it. So, you know, I, I, I try my best to really be my own judge and not let a bunch of people that I have no idea who the hell they are make the decision for me if yeah. the place is good or not. But you're just one person. I'm you know just one I mean? person. You, you, you're just one person. And, you know, we need more people like you who mm-hmm. will say, hey, well, you know what, Brian? You know, the Avengers sucked. And just because Brian said it sucked, I'm not going to go watch it now. You know what I, I mean? I but, didn't say it sucked. It was amazing. <laughs> well, I was giving an example. And, and Noel, we do not need more people like Joe. We can only handle <laughs> one Joe. Well, if we, just one. No, we need more people that, that will take into their... You know, take take command of, well, you know what? Just because you said it sucks, I might love it. So I'm going to mm-hmm. go do it anyway. Or I'm, or I'm going to go get my car washed by, you know, Noel in 3D anyway. Mm-hmm. Even though you had a bad experience, mine might be great. True. Just because you don't like wrestling doesn't mean I don't like wrestling. I'm going to watch wrestling. Right. And listen, you know, whoever anybody's listening out there, if you don't like what we talk about, turn the fucking thing off. You yeah. know, it is, it's, it's that simple. If you like what we're talking about, keep on tuning in. Just like anything else in life. You know, you don't like it, just let it be. Don't make a big fucking to-do about it. Don't listen, Joe. Don't turn it off. We love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. But uh, you ever sit on your couch and you're watching TV and, like, you you, you know, it's peaceful, it's quiet, and you just kind of like, oh, wow, this is odd. I'm watching a TV show or a movie that I really like and I'm not looking at my phone. And then what do you do? You check your pocket, right? And look right. at your phone. It's actually called phantom vibration syndrome, which means that you actually... Because you're so used to looking at your phone that you may be just doing something and completely forget about your cell phone. You have to check it to see if there was something that was going on. Because hmm. we're so used to now reaching for that holster to, mm-hmm. to, to look at our phones. Um, it's actually a syndrome that people suffer from, which is kind of interesting. Wow. But there is, look, there's a lot of cool things about social media too. I mean, funny-ass videos that you could... Uh, that you could, you could watch. People have the ability to market themselves. I mean, look what you're doing with 3D Power Wash. You can market yourself. You know, you could increase your following. You could become famous on YouTube and make a shit ton of money. So <laughs> there's a lot of good things too about social media that yeah. we've never experienced before. You become as a, a famous podcaster. I mean, yeah. You know. Hey, that's who. That's right. That's right. And they add that to the list of jobs. Yeah, <laughs> that's the goal, man. We want to do this full time. I mean, yeah, that's one of the goals. You know, like 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 we always talk about. We speak your mind. We want to just and like I said before, we're here to just talk. You know, not enough people talk anymore. You know, I talk agree. about different things going on. I don't want to just rely on my news from. Not that I'm saying you should come here for all your news needs, but I just I don't want to listen to one place for my news. You know, Channel Ten isn't Dan L B L. CNN is fake news. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it is, by the way. <laughs> oh, God. We're not going there today. No. But, I mean, I, I love this platform, and I really love being able to have friends on and being able to talk about, you know, their businesses and the things that are going on and, and getting just different takes. Because right. as much as I love hearing myself talk, and as much as I love hearing Joe's sexy voice, like, it's great to have another person and another opinion and, uh, and more people to bounce stuff off of. Exactly. And then you always have Rocky Balboa. You know? <laughs> hey, yo, how you doing? Hey, Mick. Hey, cut me, Mick. Cut me. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> yo, uh, you know, uh, you want to come over here to my house? You want to help me out? It stinks. <laughs> what about my prime, Mick? I don't have no prime. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. You can catch Joe on Sunday nights. Uh, he does all his impressions yeah. on Facebook Live from 6 to 9. But uh, most importantly, we need to talk to some WWE. You know, I actually have to. We talked about in the first episode. I went to, when I recently went to my first WWE Raw, that was thanks to this man, Noel. Um, and Devon. And Devon. <laughs> Thank you, Devon. Uh, we had an amazing time. But actually, the first one I went to, 
was with Noel and Joe, uh, Blueprint Wrestling, I believe yes. it's called, oh, yeah, in Deerfield. Right. And I, I had the right. great honor to meet Devon's sons. I forget their, their twins. I forget their names. Tyrell and uh, Terrence and Terrell. Terrence and Terrell. They're amazing. They're the future of tag team wrestling. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty TNT. good. Yeah, they're pretty good, man. They uh, they got the best teacher, you know, and um, uh, their father is a co-owner of a 3D, um, rest, 3D Academy, I believe it's called, in uh, Kissimmee. Um, right now, I, I believe Devon had the limited role, so I think it's um, Bubba Ray and Tommy Dreamer and um, Billy Gunn. And uh, I forgot. Badass. Yeah, and I forgot Bubba's girlfriend's I'm name. I'm an ass man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I forgot. Uh, I forgot Bubba's girl's name, but she she was used to wrestling TNA. Uh, Velvet Sky. Velvet Sky. Yes. Ooh, Velvet yeah. Sky. <laughs> yeah, and they got two locations, man. They kissing me, and they just opened up another, another one up in uh, I believe it's Danbury, Connecticut. Oh, nice. Yeah, Very good. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, but they're on their way, man. You know, fingers crossed that they make it. You know. Devon and Bubba, man, I mean, the Dudley Boys probably, I mean, without a doubt, the most decorated tag team in all of wrestling. I mean, yeah. they put them all together. They won in know. New Japan. They won in America. They won in Indies. They yeah. won everything, everything. Every tag team title, everywhere. Yeah. 24 world championships, man. Yeah, the, lo- the longevity that these two guys have together, and now, rightfully so, in the Hall of Fame of wrestling, mm-hmm. I mean... Nobody deserves it any better. Nobody, no, nobody else does. And they were so entertaining to watch. And such skill in the ring. Just an awesome, awesome tag team, man. Really. Yeah, yeah. Funny, uh, funny story about um, about Devon. Um, I'm gonna take you guys back to like '92, '93. I was, I was eight. <laughs> How long you and Devon Dudley know each other? Uh, we met in high school. I want to say the year is 1990, I believe, mm-hmm. because he moved from Brooklyn to New Rochelle, and uh, you know he went to New Rochelle High School. And I believe that same year we met. You know he was he was um, you know he was brand new. You know, and I think like a little cluster of us, you know, pretty much um, introduced him. You know, to like you know New Rochelle and high school and all of that stuff. So um, there's like five of us who are still tight to this day. You know, from from the high school days. But, um, but, you know, when you graduate high school and, you know, you always, you know, write in somebody's yearbook, you know, well, back back in the day, it was KIT, which meant... Keep in touch. Keep in touch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know. So, uh, so you know, he wrote that in my yearbook. Hey, you know, we'll keep in touch. So, years go by, you know, and nobody kept in touch. Like, nobody kept in touch with anybody. So, um, it was summer of 93. And... It was a hot ass day. I don't know. I don't know if it was a Saturday or during the week, but I remember that day was scorching. You know, in the New York summertime, they, it's brutal. My doorbell rings, and it's Devon. And a did tell you to get the tables? Oh no, he was, he was, he was getting the U.S. Postal mail back because he was the postman, <laughs> delivery man. So I said, uh, "Hey, Devon, man, how you? How are you?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm good, man. You know, he's working for the New York Post Office." And um, he was sweating, like, sweating through his clothes, sweating, like, he just looked hot. So my mother was in the back, and um, he was like, why don't you invite your friend in for some iced tea or something? And he was like, she was like, hey, Noel, you know, invite Devon in, you know, get something to drink. So my mom was like, Devon, you want something to drink? And he's like, yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, the look of gratitude on his face was just so, like, gratifying to him like somebody you know i've been delivering to all of these houses and now i had come to a house where not only do i know the person but it's like they're offering me you know iced tea and all of that stuff so um but yeah our friendship goes back to 90s you know early 90s and you know we kind of lost you know contact for you know for a couple years then he got into the ecw and then you know we lost contact again for another couple years and then wwe and you know you guys know the rest yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. How many how many um, events have you been to? Um, I would say not a whole bunch. You know, when he was in WWE, because you know they're in a different city every week. So, um, I would say maybe about ten between ninety nine two thousand and five when he was there for the five years. TNA was a different animal because it's right on right in Orlando, two hours away, and he was there for ten years. So most of the pay per views I went to. You know, like their anniversary, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, I forgot the other name of those um, pay per views, but yeah, TNA was fun. Like we, you know, we got to walk around backstage, and you know, we're sitting right up front against the 
the railing and seeing all of them coming down, the the faction that he had with um when he had the mask on and um Aces of Eights or Aces Aces of Eights, something Aces like that. Aces. Yes. Um yeah, that was a good time. And uh yeah, we used to go to a lot of shows up there, man. A lot of shows and you know, when he got back into WWE, you know, I've been to maybe two, three. I think you were a part of one. And um well you were a part of one. And so were you. Mm-hmm. But uh but yeah. blessed. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah, yeah. It's you know, they're in a different city every week, so it's kinda like mm-hmm. you know, you don't have that opportunity to go to every single show. So yeah. you you've been I mean you've been a fan for a long time though. So yeah. what do you think about WWE specifically today? Like where it's going you know, like, I think the product is good. You, you, even though you know <laughs> Joe called off with his tangents <laughs> on Facebook, when he's like, "Oh man, tonight sucks." Like, oh, Ronda Rousey, she made it to the top too fast, and I'm like, "Listen, man, it's a money-driven business. Mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey's a big name. Brock Lesnar's a big name. No matter how many times he shows up a year, um, you know, Undertaker, if he could wrestle full time." What do you think Vince is going to do? He's going to put Undertaker in as many storylines as possible, oh, you know, because he's a money drawer. Yeah. So, um, what what they did with Rousey is is I think is good. I mean, I think they're in a good place right now as far as talent. Well, storylines are, you know, they kind of, you know, they kind of go back and forth with me. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, that was good, and others I'm like, oh, you know, why'd you even bother, you know? But um, a lot of unfinished storylines too. A lot, you yeah, know, that, that's a, yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's a tough one where it's just like that was it, you know. Um, yeah, look, man, I'll always watch wrestling. I like wrestling. Mm-hmm. Always have. Um, but I think that we got spoiled, especially our generation, with Ultimate Warrior, Savage, Hogan, mm-hmm. and you know all those guys, Piper from back in the day, because the storylines were much more rough and intense than they are now. Everything's kind of PC, you well, know. And we had the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, no. How do you beat the Attitude Era? How do you beat DX, HBK back in the day, Triple H? Amazing stuff. I mean, we people, already talked about yeah, people, Billy Gunn, people Road Dog. They will lose their mind if they had to. I don't remember uh, Tough Enough, or not Tough Enough. Uh, what was it when the wrestlers were boxing each other? When Bart Gunn was knocking everybody out? Yeah, I forget what that was called. Yeah, we cool. Dude. Tough enough was the the, the other show, but yeah. yeah, but Bart Gunn's knocking everybody out. And, yeah, and then he knocked out Bradshaw, which was like crazy because Bradshaw was a big tough dude. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah, they would, and then he uh, Bart Gunn fought Butterbean in a match and got destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Butterbean, as fat as he is, is a great boxer. Not a great boxer, he's just a strong puncher. Yeah, he throws haymakers. He's fucking crazy, that guy. I don't know. Uh, I don't uh, again. Roman Reigns, bro. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> my body is numb now. Like I'm, my soul is numb from Roman Reigns, dude. And that's why he is at the point where he is right now because of fans like you. Yeah, they hate him. Booed, like getting crazy. booed, right? And you know what? And then just turn him fucking heel, and then we can have some fun. Well, so I think what they're gonna do that's now the with of the, it. he's not heel with the shield is it gonna be some kind of heels for good or you know good for you know what I mean like like the way they beat up Braun Strowman that wasn't a very baby face thing to do so I think there'll be some kind of middle ground um the unfortunate part about that is putting them back together is now Seth Ro- Seth Seth Rollins is going to take a back seat again Seth Rollins should be the star of WWE of Raw yeah you think so I think so I think he's a great draw he's an amazing wrestler there's no one else on that show who can out-wrestle him? I think you need Braun Strowman, frontline champion. And I think that you need to start building up a new monster, a new big guy on SmackDown. Have nothing to do with Strowman. And then eventually bring this guy on Raw. And let that shit organically grow on its own. That That's where they need to go. Because it's just, I don't know, Braun Strowman getting beat up by... Roman Reigns is just not convincing to me. <laughs> I mean, we'll see what's going to happen to Hell in a Cell. They're going one-on-one in a cell. Um, That's going to be fun. That will be a fun match no matter who wins because you know they're going to do some cool all shit. Right, they'll be wrecking match. stuff. Yes. Yes. I'm looking forward to that. I wouldn't be surprised if Braun Strowman rips the goddamn fucking cell roof out. You know? Like, <laughs> you they, never know. Something crazy is going to happen. You know it. I mean, I, I think I predict that Strowman will win the belt there because... Really? Like, like you mentioned with Ronda Rousey, like, you know, you said that it was too quick. 
you know. But you know, her name is big, and I think Braun is at that point right now where it's like when he, when he, when his, when the, when the music. Imagine if he had pyros coming out to his music, like, like the pop that he gets whenever he comes out is just insane. Yeah. So I think his name is getting to the point where he could actually carry, you know, Raw by himself without you know the the Wyatt family and all of the other people that are with him. But I think that, you know, he, he could defeat Roman Reigns and probably start that era of, you know what, this is the Braun era. Roman's still going to be lurking behind, mm-hmm. but I think they're going to start pushing Braun. I got, I, got, I got one thing I just want to say really quickly about wrestling. This is something that actually was on my mind. Mm-hmm. They got to get away from the bullshit. And, I'm, and the, when I say the bullshit, I mean the... This the uh, fake stuff of as far as the background story of these people, because a lot of people are pretty wise to wrestling is choreographed. They need to start actually incorporating these people's real life story of how they got there. Like instead of Strowman coming out, because it, it, look, he's a big guy. Yeah, we get it. But when he's on the mic, it sounds so forced. It's not how he's really talking. How about? Bring, bring the veil down and just show this guy talking as a real person and talk about how he got to where he is today. So many more people relate to more characters or more people that are wrestlers. I mean, look at CM Punk, man. Everybody knew that guy's backstory. He wasn't a, a, a you know a, a created uh, character. He was him. Everybody knew where he came from. And I think people connect with that. That's why people like that have so much success. I think wrestling should, you know, you want to have your characters, that's cool. Um, but they need to start, with these, especially with these headline guys, they need to start incorporating real, the realness of these people so people could really start connecting with them. Because mm-hmm. you know what? You never know. Roman Reigns, he's, he's a piece of shit, and I can't stand him as a character. Sure, he's a great guy, but I bet if he brought a little more of himself into the show and stopped acting like he's God's gift because he's not. But if he brought his own self into it, I think he'd have a much better uh, following. But I think that God's gift, I think that's part of his storyline. I really do. But my thing is he doesn't connect with fans. See, he comes out with that mindset and mentality to do the same thing, sound the same, talk the same every week. But he's there's, there's a connection missing there with him and the fans. It's so obvious. Well, let me ask you this. Before he beat Undertaker... I want to say last year at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Was he connected with the fans before? Because that night when he came out in Orlando, and I remember this clear because they were actually letting the curses go on TV when they were like, F you, Roman. Mm-hmm. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Before that, he was actually... He was a little heelish on, on, a that, little. on that segment. But I, right. But I think that night in Orlando, I think that just changed everything as far as the fans are like, you know what, you you kick take his ass, now we definitely hate you now. Anybody you put in that position would have gotten a big blow. I think they used him as a sacrificial lamb. Because if you would have put John Cena, who is their all-time baby face, and he always will be, if you would have put him in ending Taker's career, that would have hurt them a lot. So they used Ray Roman, the big enough name, you know, a big enough pop, it's gonna it's gonna sell a bunch. But he can take the blow, and that's what they did. They sacrificed mm. him, I, I, and he never bounced back. But he's the—he's just—he's <laughs> really just the wrong guy for that situation. That's all it is. He look. I'm not taking anything away from the guy, but the fact that there's 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 a very very distinct disconnection with the fans and him. That right that he does not belong in the main event. Do you want to have him popping every now and then and and being feuds? Sure, but to sh- continue. To shove this particular guy down our throats all the time, just when he thought, okay, finally he's in the intercontinental role now, he's the, he was back right in the mix again. It enough is enough. There's, I think WWE is overflowed with talent, and they have guys that I believe, if given the right opportunity, will have will have much more better success and connection with the fans than Roman Reigns. That's yeah, my, I mean that's my. You got Seth Rollins, intercontinental champion once again, well deserved. Dean Ambrose is back. Have Dean Ambrose and Roman go win the tag team titles. That way you still get him up there. He's still in the main card. But he's not... I mean, he's not going to get booed as much because you'll have Dean Ambrose take some of that off of him. People love the Shield. 
But hate Roman Reigns. Right, he's there. good in the shield yeah. because he's shielded. He, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what Great. it comes down to. I think that you have, um, um, real quick, I think it's time for them to um, stop bringing some new faces up. I think that guy, like I said last week, Ciampa in NXT, he, he you can throw him in the mix in the main event and you, and you see a couple things start to change. Stop um, bringing these guys in the NXT and starting them at the bottom. and let Enough with that. You're good enough where you're getting people to like you. Get them right immediately into the mix of shit. Make it more realistic. Enough with the, you know, this is not a, this is a sport, but this is not uh, Major League Baseball where you have to go through the farm system and, and, and prove yourself. These guys are already proven in NXT. So if you're going to bring them up, man, get them, get them where they belong. They got, they got the backing from the fans already. So I don't know. I, I just think they, WWE has just way too much talent and they don't know what to do with it. And I, 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 I just think there needs to be competition. I think there needs to be another federation that needs to go head-to-head with these guys. And yeah. there's nobody out there but NXT, but it's owned by Vince. So. The Velveteen Dream is on NXT, and he actually, John Cena came out and said, he is the next guy. But that was maybe six to eight months ago, and he's still on NXT. Mm-hmm. So, enough rolling on and on, Noel. Thank you so much for being with us. Please check out 3D Power Wash on Instagram. Thank you, fellas. And Pigsty Barbecue Food Truck. That is P-I-G-S-T-Y Barbecue Food Truck. Roaming around. And you also have um, the, the standalone restaurant on West Point Beach Boulevard. Um, I believe the address is 706. Food is amazing. Um, the food is amazing. <laughs> it's really good. So, um, and, it, and everything on the food truck is pretty much... At the restaurant, you know, minus a couple of things here and there, but yeah, man, I'm out here, I'm out here hustling, man. So if you want a great car wash, um, don't call him. If you want the best car wash, you call him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. So um, yeah, so that that's a wrap for episode four. Check us out on uh, our new website is up and running. www a guy think podcast.com. Yep, check out our Twitter and uh, a guy think pod, our Instagram, a guy think podcast, and of course our Facebook. And again, if you want to be on the show or you want us to talk about something, uh, send it to our Gmail, a guy think podcast at gmail.com. Or our website too. Now, if you go on our website, you could actually subscribe on our website as well as request a topic of discussion too. Look at that, the empire grows. That's right. Thank you all so much for all the support. We love you guys and have a great week. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>